Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode 22 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Uh, 22, Mark, I'll go with Will Timmers, Nick Panitsky, Dennis Prunty, and you got a few too, don't you? Yeah, if we're going NASCAR style, you know, you got uh, Joey Logano. Well, that's obvious, but uh, hey, how about uh, Wood Boot and Wood Boot and he was uh he won the Daytona 500 with that and and then Scott Wimmer he was in that car from Wausau you know and uh hey how about Fireball Roberts the, you know the best ever hey I got a I got a trivia question for you there Lauren uh, what was Fireball's first name Oh I know this um I I cannot think of it right now but I know it Starts Go with ahead. a G it would be Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Roberts. Yes, sir. So there I got I got trivia back at you there, buddy. So I owed you one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I failed just like you did. <laughs> huh. Oh well. I thought I thought I'd throw you a curveball to start the show here. So here we go. Hey, that's good stuff. But you know a twenty-two that I usually say is Bobby Allison, that Miller High Life car, that was sharp. Yep, that made me go to the refrigerator and, and make sure I had Miller in the, in the fridge. So, yeah, I was a sponsor there for a while for Miller High Life. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. Yep. Well, we have some short track action to talk about here. First is the 49th annual Red, White, and Blue Series at Wisconsin International Raceway, brought to you by the Fox River Racing Club. Um Always a fantastic series. They do one in June, the red race, one in July, the white race, and then that concludes with the blue race in August. And 49 years of it, Mark, I mean, it's just absolutely prestigious. I'd hate to give away my age, but I remember the first annual I was there. And I uh, remember it taking off, and uh, here it is 49 years later, so... Huh, Ben, <laughs> that's a few laps out there that I've spent out on the bench out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh, been around that long, but, you know, I remember it being a big, big deal, and it used to be separated and ran on a weekend. I remember some Saturday nights, some Sundays back in the day, and uh, now they the last, last few, it's been a while now that they've combined it on Thursday so they don't split the crowd and all that jazz but uh awesome awesome series usually get some travelers up for that because it means a lot to a lot of people yeah when they used to run it on sunday afternoons i still have uh, sunspots from the severe sunburns that i used to get out there we used to sit down in there and then just get baked on a sunday afternoon but uh yeah i remember those days when dick trickle took the first uh first red white and blue and been moving on ever since that is a pretty awesome sign when you first walk into the gate there that they've got the sign of all them super drivers on there and so yeah it's prestigious and uh, the big five o's next year so something to look forward to yeah it's incredible uh something that we look forward to every every year but uh let's get into the action here we'll start with the figure eight to always conclude the night the race was won by craig krieger uh, he had to fend off a, a lot of charges from people. Uh, the red, white, and blue championship also goes to Craig Krieger, but it was a tie with Terry Van Roy. 
Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, it ended up in a tie, and uh, we even had a little action in the X. Um, you know, Nick Osberg kind of stuck his uh, X, and uh, he kind of clipped Mike Meyerhofer. And not only did he take the back tire off, but it took the axle along with it. <laughs> and uh, I guess if you want an easy contact in the X, that was uh, it. Don't get much easier than that. And uh, hey, Nick got to keep on going while. Mike didn't have no uh, rear end on his car. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Nick just eased into the X a little too soon and just clipped that right rear of Mike. And it's unfortunate, but I will say if there's going to be a hit in the X, that's as soft as they come. Yeah. Yeah, well, I had to, had to do my annual uh, singing there, you know, with a loose tire. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty good to take the axle out with it too. So, But, uh, hey, them figure eight guys, they, uh, they do pretty good. They do excellent out there. Yeah, I never like to see a hit in the X. Luckily, this one was soft. But, you know, I was talking to Marty Nussbaum about it, and he said, you know, it's it's just like poetry in motion when it's really going smoothly and they're dicing each other in the X, and it's just really beautiful racing. And I started to look at that more, and that was one night where it was going pretty well up until that point where they were meshing, meshing pretty good together. Yeah, it's like rhythm, you know, it's it's a rhythm kind of thing. But uh, um, usually you can tell in a lap or two that uh, there's going to be some close calls and it ends up being like a game of chicken after a while. But <laughs> most times they make it work, but uh, it's entertaining and uh, yeah, it's worth it's worth hanging around at the end there. So to watch that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so then we had the uh, sport trucks who were one of the first features of the night. The race goes to Jason Plutz, who in the last few years has been a part-time driver. And also the red, white, and blue goes to him as well. He's Every time he shows up, he's fast. He's one to watch for. Uh, sometimes you have, you know, cars and trucks break, but he's having a good season for every race that he's come up here, and he captured the red, white, and blue championship. It seems like the, as the year goes on, he just gets stronger as he goes. Yep. I know he would like to race a lot more, but has some family things going on and other things. And, it, you know, now today's world, it's, it's really hard to be a weekly racer. And it's always good to see Jason come up because, you know, he's going to put on a show. Well, there's some real tough competition out there. You know, the whole Vanderloop uh, gang is out there, you know, and, um, you know, Kylie Vandermoss, she, she's always up there. She uh, struggled this last week, uh, had some mechanical issues going on with that that truck, but she's normally running up there. So, uh, um, very good series, good car count. Um, yeah, they do well. Uh, champion Kyle Koala just can't seem to get that get his truck uh, straightened out. Um, you know, he was a champion last year and was going to retire, and then uh, got back into it with a different truck, trying to make it work. And he'll probably figure it out on the last. Like they always do, they figured out on the last week, last night of the year, and then they got all winter to think about it. <laughs> it's, sometimes it works out that way. Yeah, I mean Kylie, the Vanderloop crew, Bobby Watier, among others. I have it's just a great group of drivers, and it's always competitive. And um, Jason is one of those drivers as well when he comes up. But you're right, Kyle has struggled a little bit, and it's a new truck, and I think they're fighting it a little. Uh, but I think, you know, that's part of the fun that they have. They like to really work on it and try to hit on something eventually. And they'll figure it out, whether it be this year or next year, if they come back. And 
just always good to see that group of drivers because they're man, they are fun to watch. Yeah, you know they had eighteen out there last last week, so good car count. That's uh, that's what we look forward to there. Absolutely. So then, uh, sizzling fours again, an early feature. Uh, the race goes to Evan Beatty. Uh, he was able to beat out Ariana Beatty, his sister, and then uh, Ethan Beatty finished fourth. So there was one week where we had a Beatty, Beatty, Beatty top three, but uh, one driver was able to sneak in there. And the red, white, and blue state championship goes to Scott Wolf, who is a driver that loves that high lane. He goes through the high lane and Austin five to go when he's up there. He has to come a long way usually because he's usually fast in qualifying, but he gets there at the end. Yeah, he was fast qualifier. He he uses that third lane on the outside. Oh, scoots they call him, scoots, and he uh he runs that outside lane and he makes that work. Um, and then we always get to talk to him afterwards. He's always down in the uh, the Chase Motorsports pit afterwards. He brings his car and I usually get a picture of his trophy uh, <laughs> when he wins every week. So it's getting to be tradition. And uh, yeah, Scott's Scott's pretty cool. Yeah, scoots. So he kind of just scoots to the front there. Uh, let's hear from him. All right. Here with red, white, and blue state champion in the roundabout bar and grill season floors here at uh, WIR. Scoots, Scott Wolf. Man, uh, good season, couple wins on the year, and now a championship. Yeah, it's been going really good this year, and uh, I just can't thank everyone enough. It helps me out to get the car where it's at. What do you do on that outside line? You seem like you always want to go three wide when you're on the quarter mile. Is that is that your line to get around there? Is that your uh, um, is that your plan that you always do to go down the outside? It seems like the easiest way to get around. Uh, you got a lot of people battling with the inside being the preferred line on that track. Yeah, you just gotta work on that outside and get good out there so you can get around the traffic. Otherwise, it, it's tough to get through. And it's a tough division. There's been more and more drivers getting out here in this division and so competitive, but uh, you're one of the top dogs out here. Yeah, great great field out there. It's always a tough race, and uh, just got to come out here and hope we've got the car and hope for the best every night because there's a lot of tough competition out there. So uh, what did you get tonight? What was your finish tonight? I think fifth. I think I got fifth at the line by a hair. <laughs> <laughs> so um you had a little bit of damage tonight maybe uh there was a caution that happened right in front of you and you you couldn't stop quick enough for the guy in front of you did that affect you a little bit all night um i don't think it affected the handling of the car that much but it uh it definitely affected whether or not we we're going to be able to make it out there it uh, actually took the radiator out and uh wow. fortunately one of uh one of the guys i raced with had a spare with them and he uh he lent it to me for the night so i was able to get out there and run for the feature you're a really patient racer as well. It seems like you buy your time through through traffic as much as you can, and then once you are able to get free and things start to you know go a little bit, then you're then you're free to go, and that's when you really start making your moves. Yeah, we got 20 laps out here to work with. You know, five more than we're used to, so lots of time to make things happen, and just try to wait for the opportunities to show themselves and try to grab it when it's there. What's your plans coming up? Uh, what, what do you see coming down the road? What What are you thinking? It's hard to say with everything going on. I, uh, I, I'd i like to move up, but there's a lot of uncertainty in that. So let's kind of take it as the as the weeks go and, and see where we get. When you say move up, what are you talking about? Into a super stock, into a late model? 
Uh, the next goal is a late model on the half mile. There you go. That's what I'd like to move up to next. You, you help out on Casey's team quite a bit, don't you? Yeah, I travel with Dennis a lot and help out on all the every, all the races he's involved with. And great, uh, great source of knowledge there and trying to learn as much as I can off of it. Well, and that would help tremendously when you go up to the to the half mile and you can see the lines from the pits here a little bit better too. So uh, that would be quite the interesting move there. Yeah, it's it's even helped out on that quarter mile out there. He's come out here, he's, you know, on a night when I came out in practice and he looked one night and he, he's like, look, you're coming in too early on three and four and help me correct my line for that. And it's really paid off having uh, a guy with a lot of knowledge like that just to help me out. Well, congratulations on the Red, White, and Blue Championship, a very prestigious championship. Thank you for the time, and we'll look forward to the next few weeks and see what you can do. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, hope to talk to you again. Congrats, yeah, thank man. you. Well, thanks to Scott Wolf for the time. A great interview. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's always fun to talk to because he is just so passionate about racing. I know a lot of guys are and girls are, but uh, Scott is one of those guys who just really likes to dive into it. Yeah, we sit and we trip with him quite a bit afterwards. It's it's good to be a tradition that we always run up with him at the end of the night. So, yep, good old <laughs> good old scoots. Yeah, that's uh, um, he does well out there in that little uh, four banger. Oh, no doubt. Uh, so then we had the super stocks as well. Uh, first time winner, at least first time in a long time. I know you used to race back in the day as well. Uh, Jammin Jimmy Wilson gets it done. Uh, the red, white, and blue championship goes to Shane Krieger. Um, man, J Jimmy Wilson, he's been at it a long time, has been fighting some things throughout the last few years that he's been back and he got it done on Thursday night. Yeah. He had track position and Trevor Howard was bringing the heat. Um, he actually ended up alongside Jimmy there with about five to go and a caution came out. And so then, uh, Jimmy had track position again and, and uh, yeah, Trevor just ran out of uh, ran out of laps to make it work. So, um, but uh, once again, good uh, good race, good group of guys in that quarter mile also on them. Yeah, you see a trend at this track, you know, in, in the racing club, but you know it's lacking a few cars. There's roughly 10, 11 or so out there, but it's it's a competitive group, so the racing is fantastic. Yeah, it's worth watching. There ain't no concession stand with them guys. When they go get out there, it's uh, actually worth watching. Uh, they, they do a great job. Good racing out there. Oh, yeah. Well, then we get to the late models, and Eddie Munster goes back-to-back, -back, wins this one. The Red, White, and Blue Championship goes to Brian Monday. Uh, again, a division that's maybe lacking a few cars, but, again, they just put on a show, and it's so competitive. Yeah, Eddie, yeah, he went uh, he went back to back, and, you know, Brian Henry was on him. Um, he did a couple more laps. Uh, Chase, Chase Randerson, he kind of came through, and he came through and was ended up the fastest one of them all. He's got that car tuned in and doing better. Uh, we ended up in uh, Brian Monday's uh, hauler, and Brazen was in there, and we kind of, you and I got into a little conversation. Uh, talking about different kinds of things. So that was a good uh, four-way conversation we had in, in Brian's hauler uh, uh, that night. Absolutely. You know, the cool thing about it is seeing Brazen come to Brian and Brian go to Brazen and bounce things off each other and talk about the night and see what happened. And, you know, those two guys kind of struggled as normal. I guess you call it struggle because they were still in the top five. But 
not the one, two or the two, three that we're used to seeing him up there. And, uh, but it's cool to see the guys just get together and, you know, as a fan, just sitting back, it's like, this is awesome. Seeing the competitors get together and figure stuff out. You know, they're only separated by one point, you know, Brazen's got a one point lead with three weeks to go. And it's, it's going to come right down to the very last lap. Who's going to win the championship out there that night. I agree. Absolutely. Um, but you know, let's, uh, let's talk to both last Thursday's winner, Eddie Munster and the red, white and blue champion, Brian Monday. Here with uh, tonight's Eagle Graphics and Fox City's towing late model winner, Eddie Munster. Eddie, it's been a little bit of a challenging year, but you've rattled off back-to-back wins now. Yeah, did okay the last couple weeks. Uh, had some decent starting spots, so that goes a long way. And a lot of green flag racing and racing with a lot of good guys and racing with Brian Henry. Had a lot of fun doing it. And good car count, or definitely decent car count and good fan count. And, so did okay and pulled off the win. What what's changed? You, you seem like you were struggling so early, and all of a sudden it seemed like it's all coming together for you. Yeah, that's kind of kind of kind of how racing works. And <laughs> so so many nights you just end up in the wrong place at the wrong time or the wrong line, and then got it seems some, like track track positions helped you a little bit. Tra- here track too. position helped me that, and you get a you get a few lucky breaks, and my. This year, my brain hasn't been working right, is what I say. Because uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Well, well, yeah. what happened was my wife went in for kind of a routine back surgery, and it went bad on her, and her her legs haven't worked since. So, kind of kind of struggling with my personal life. So, sure. thinking about that, whether you realize it or not. So that yeah. that's part of the deal. So, doing okay. Sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue to think about you and thoughts and prayers to, sure, to the family yeah, and her absolutely. and you and all that. Yep. Appreciate that. She tough. keeps gaining a little bit each day. So sure. on the men. So yeah. Um, so it seems like even this year, it's so competitive in the late models, especially at the top half with you guys. Um, track position seems to just be key. Cause if you get in the wrong line, you're going to the back. It's so hard to get back forward, especially this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then we got a the one tire rule. So then as you get going and the tires heat up, everything kind of equalizes out a little bit. So that's probably why you don't see a lot of passing towards the end. Everything kind of kind of gets equal. And like you said, if you're in the wrong lane at the wrong time and you can't go three wide here, so that's got a lot to do with it as well. So, so you've been ripping up the dirt also at the beginning of the year. I heard you were really happy with that car. I see some videos from Shano, and how's the dirt side going? Yeah, the dirt side's going okay. Um, we're going to run Seymour on, on Fridays when we can here and run Shano on Saturdays. So doing okay and race that stuff with my dad. He's 79 years old. so <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. for sure. So so enjoy every race I can with him. So we do as many as we can together. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so cool. Memories that'll with your family forever oh absolutely I, I worked him with my whole life that's the only job i ever had was working with him and sure. raced with him for 30 years racing cars and then the 10 years before that we raced dirt bikes together so we've been racing together for over 40 years so <laughs> good stuff well right uh there, congratulations on a uh great win tonight back-to-back wins uh good luck the rest of the way and we appreciate the time yeah thanks a lot thanks eddie thanks thank everybody for coming out thank yeah. you thank you yeah here with 2020 red white and blue state champion in the late models here brian monday 
Brian, fantastic year going so far. A championship here in August. Uh, maybe one coming a few weeks later too. Yeah, if we get our work going here and get the car running a little better, and it could happen. Got a couple of wins on the year. I shouldn't even say a couple. You rattled off, what, three in a row, so you got four or five. Um, it's just been an incredible year. It was. We had a heck of a start to the year. Got some lucky breaks. Car was working good. Just took advantage of all the situations, and I think it was four out of six. But now we've been on a dry spell for the last five, so well, tonight it was we got really, some work to tonight do. Tonight it really showed. Uh, what was the issue with your car tonight? Uh, we were out here Tuesday practicing, and we thought we had it pretty dialed in, and come tonight, and it was the same old crap, just tight. I was talking to Dick, one of your uh, crewmen, and he says it just seems like when that new tire goes on, the car kind of changes because you ran about 70 laps in practice and could pretty much do anything with the car, and then you put that tire on and it kind of changes it. Yeah, I think it's the whole race set of tires, just maybe one new one mixed in with three old ones. Not quite sure. Didn't have that problem earlier in the year. Maybe the tire wear is finally showing its face. Track's slick. It's sunny, warmer out. Do you think others are catching up to and figuring out their setups, and that's that's part of the reason, too? Yeah, definitely. We started the year so good, it made everyone else work on their stuff to get better to keep up. And now we're on the one behind and trying to play catch-up. So you got some ideas where to go? To help no, you or not really. Or, or is <laughs> all it back my, all out my here? all my ideas were used this week. So you're gonna come back out here and pound her again on Tuesday Probably and try not. to find something out? No, but you never know. Yeah, it's hard when we have the quarter mile car running next week to try to get them both ready. So we were gonna bring that one out and test on Tuesday, but yeah, what you else, never know. What else do you need? What else did you need tonight? And what did you need the last few weeks? I need the car to turn. Yeah, that's about it. Just needs the turn. You got the speed, but you just can't yeah, get the so car. Yeah, I have a turn, great huh? drag car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think it would be tough to drive a tight race car at a place like this because you got a real tight three and four. One and two can get tight too. At least if you're a little loose, you can drive the car a little bit. So is that more challenging at this tra track, especially? Oh, definitely. I always say you can drive a loose car, but a tight car drives you. You just go where it goes. <laughs> but that a, might come from my dirt experience that is, also. That is a good way of saying it right there. And, you know, it's been a super competitive uh, group of drivers here, especially at the top, the top five or six, uh, all right there. You walked away with a few first wins there, but it's it's been pretty competitive with the top guys. Yeah, everyone's catching on, and there's five, six guys that can win any night. Track position has a lot to do with it lately because our outside groove was there earlier this year. It seems to be gone away. So uh, you're going dirt racing this weekend? I am. Sport mod at 141. My first time back on the dirt in three years. Like riding a bike? Think you figure it out? Probably not. <laughs> I like fenders. I don't know if you a, like fenders? I don't know now, if a sport mod's going to do any good for me. Are you going to slap an 01 on there, going from the 07 to 01? No, or? we'll leave her no. 07. We'll put an 07 that, on there. That's Corey Kempka's car. Uh, yes. Yeah. He's had some good runs in that car. He has. That's his older car, but I know he's won probably four or five features with it. Well, that'll be fun. We look forward to looking at how you do down there. 
uh, and good luck, Larissa Ray. Really appreciate the time, and we'll look to see if you can pick up a second championship this year here. Hell yeah. Hopefully. And this one was a prestigious one, so a lot of names on there that you just joined. Definitely. Well, Congrats thank, again there, Brian. Yep, thank congratulations. You. Thanks for the time, buddy. Sounds good. Well, thanks to those guys for the time as well. Some great conversations. And, Mark, you and I walk away from some of these interviews, almost all of them, with almost like a goosebump because it's just great conversation and things that we enjoy doing. You know, Eddie was under the car, and he was strapping it up and – and we were kind of waiting on him a little bit and says, hey, would you do an interview? And he just come running out of the truck, and he was looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times we walk away from an interview and just like, hey, you really actually get the real personality out of the, out of the drivers. And, uh, yeah, they, they seem to appreciate it. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool experience when we do this, man. Yeah, and you know, the thing I really enjoy is I get to do that on a weekly basis out there and get to see the crew and see the driver's relation, talk to them, get to know them a little bit down there. But one of the reasons I wanted to start this and do these interviews was to bring that to the fans. And I think um, you start to see it and fans that are listening start to see it and get to know the drivers a little more. And it's it's really awesome. Yes, it is. You know, so yeah, I enjoy that. Um, also, I want to be thankful about Tara Springstrow. Uh, something broke on the car in her heat race, and she hit the turn one wall hard. Um, I heard, uh, I think the track bar broke on it. So um, I want to give a head, heads up to her, that thinking that she was uh, safe, safe on there, and uh, see if she can get back out there and turn some more laps. Yeah, that was a scary incident. She went hard into the turn one wall. Thankful that she was okay, like you said, and thank the Lord. And you know, something that you always say, that's why we pray before the races. And that always sticks in my head. I always hear you when something like that happens, you always say that to me and other people. And that really sticks with me, but you know, uh, unfortunately, Tara's not going to get out there tonight. I just saw on her social media, unfortunately, but uh, you know, cars can be replaced, but people can't. So we're just thankful that she's okay. Yeah. That one needs a little help. That car was up. <laughs> that car was in bad shape afterwards, but uh yeah, yeah, they, they build them tough, build them safe, and uh, she'll have a chance to go out and race again. I'll probably see her at the beer stand tonight. <laughs> it seems like I, I run into her quite often right there, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so then we go to the Super Late Models, where they had an extended feature, 74 laps, in honor of Terry Baldry, who went into the Circle of Fame. And, you know, Terry, let's talk about Terry a little bit. Terry is a guy who I remember as a kid who just won all the time. Uh, and I remember him more in the eight car for Mike Butts. Uh, he also drove the double zero car uh, and then the 74 early in his career. And a guy that just did so much for short track racing and a guy who was so successful. It was great to see him go in. You know, I remember the days when Terry just started out and he was running dirt, maybe at Leo's down in Oshkosh. I remember up at Shano. He had a um, a car that looked like a figure eight car, you know, and there wasn't much to it, but he just kept working at it and working at it, you know, and then, um, wow, <laughs> he's, he won multiple champions out of Kirkana. And, uh, yeah, he honed his uh, his craft, and he's done really well. He's a, he's a soft-spoken guy. Um, see him at a lot of racetracks, and I always tip my hat to him. Hi, Terry, you know, and, you know, he's a pretty good dude, great family. Uh, I'm friends with them on Facebook, and we actually communicate a little bit. So, yeah, all in all, uh, 
great, great deal there. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I see him a lot. You know, he still comes out to WIR on Thursday nights. I see him out there quite often. Uh, used to see him when I would go down and meet you down in Oshkosh the few times that I did that. So he's still out at racetracks, and I don't think a lot of people know that he's out there, but it's really cool to see him. And talk about soft-spoken. You couldn't be more correct about that. I remember I was just starting interviewing, and he was still winning quite a bit, and it would be hard to find different questions to ask him because you knew you were going to get a one or two answer to it, word answer. And, uh, you know, I look back and I kind of just chuckle at that, but that's Terry, you know, that's, that's just him. Yeah. I was, when I was selling Majeski gear and he was off a little distance away from, from the table at the two fifty, and I, and I yelled across, Hey Terry, are you coming to the blue race? You know, because it was honoring him, you know, and all he did was just kind of nodded at me and uh, good enough good enough you you acknowledged me and and, uh and that was good from there so (laughs) good stuff right there yeah and uh just uh just an awesome guy an awesome family and um an incredible honor and cool to see him go in so let's get into the action here we had 74 laps of racing and you know mark i always somewhat joke about this but When there's an extended feature, usually there's a wreck before lap five. And I don't know why that is, but you would think with an extended feature that that wouldn't happen, that people would realize there's more time. Mm, Yeah, I guess um, I guess I really don't pay attention to that. Um, There's always stuff that's going on. It's so uh, fast paced out there. Um, Yeah, lap five, uh, Corey Manders had something break on the car and it veered left and uh, Pete Vandermullen and uh, Chris Kelly, Mike Meyerhofer, who's in um, Andy Monday's old championship car, he pummeled Corey Manders on there. And Brent Stroka, he was involved. He's not racing tonight. Um, it, and his luck just doesn't want to just doesn't change. And uh, that was a very nasty wreck. Corey Manders, they needed the spatula to get that one off the track. And yeah, he's he's a no go tonight either. Said so that car was hurt pretty bad. Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to be minus on a few cars tonight. But uh, glad everyone was okay. And you know, you spoke about Mike Meyerhofer, and that car and team could use a break. We've said that a lot about people, but they had a bad ruck wreck when they almost hit the flag stand there at Norway. Had destroyed that car. Ended up buying Andy Monday's 2017 championship car. When racing with that, they've lost the throttle twice on that one, once at WAR, once at Norway. And then on top of it, they get smashed in this one. So, my oh my, uh, a team that could use a break. <laughs> you think? Uh, probably give them the, the hard luck uh, award this year. Just can't seem to bring it home safe. Every, every week it seems like they're having an issue with uh, with a crippled up race car. So, they need a new horseshoe. How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've said that a few times to a few teams, you know, and uh, couldn't be more true for them. Um, so after that gets cleaned up, pretty good racing after that. You know, Casey Johnson ended up taking the win, and he was a surprise entry. We did not realize he was going to come up. Yeah, we just talked to him uh, after the 250, and and he said that he wasn't coming up, but he still had the green light if he could get away. And, and uh, yeah, they let him come on up, and uh, he got fast time. And uh, and he showed uh, just what his magic to get around there. 
Uh, I think he was like in what fourth, fourth or fifth place. Once when that first caution was there, just like wow, he's up that far already. So it was inevitable that he was gonna um, be on his way for victory there. Yeah, a guy who we've uh, grown accustomed to getting to the front pretty early and and taking off there, no exception on Thursday night. Um, you know, Rowdy Audi, Jesse Eldenhoven takes the championship. Congratulations to him. He's had an up and down season, a lot of goods, but a few bads. And uh, that's had him slip in the championship on Thursday nights a little bit, but he's able to capture the red, white, and blue. And he was back about 11 or 13 markers of Bobby Kendall and Bobby didn't have the greatest night and he was able to capitalize on it. Yeah. Yeah. We went down there and the, them boys were really happy down there and uh, they realized uh, the, the list of people that they, uh, that they've joined as uh, red, white, and blue winners. And uh, you could definitely tell with Jesse just how pumped up he was about that. Pretty, uh, pretty cool. Absolutely. It was great to see. Well, Speaking of them, let's uh, let's hear from them. Okay. Here with Rowdy Audi, Jesse Audenhoven, the 2020 Red, White, and Blue State Champion here at WIR. Oh, like that, huh? <laughs> I like that a lot. That it's still it's pretty surreal, isn't it? Wow. You've wow. had such a great season, and uh, this is the first championship that's come your way here. Uh, maybe another one in a few weeks. <laughs> well. I suppose if you think of how long of a shot it was to win the night, you know, you come in 13 points back. I don't know exactly how far back we are of the Thursday night show right now, but it's going to take quite a bit. Um, and obviously the speed's there, but at the same time, we've had our ups and downs and just too many downs, I think, to pull off the championship at this point. But either way, I mean, everybody's so ecstatic over there partying right now around the race car. We're just, we're all loving it, obviously. Unreal. When you said 2020 Red, White, and Blue champion, I, I don't. I still don't believe it. I sat on the front stretch and like, I had my arms all like extended to my side. Like, no way! What? what? There's a lot of big names on that list, you know. Yeah. So, man, you're you're part of that list, though, man. I just signed a T-shirt, and as I'm like looking at it, it's like Joe Shear, Matt Kenseth, Dick Trickle. You're looking at it, Baldry, Bennett. It's every single guy who's at. Man, that's goosebumps yeah. right here, man. Anyone who have ever can't come down here and watch. Yeah, sorry, but job. every single person. It's just unreal. It's unreal. I. I can't even put it into words, actually. Right? I, 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 you think you're going to have something to say about it, and obviously you're related and you're so excited, but at this point I'm just like, we're the champion. And, wait, we're, and wait till it sinks in even more. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had a great season, some some downs, but a lot of a lot of ups. And really it's been that way the last two years. Um, what's the difference this year that you've been running? I mean, you've won a few races. There, there's a little bit of a difference in your team, and, and maybe a little confidence goes a long way, huh? Yeah, I, I definitely think that we had a lot of confidence coming into the season, and we all kind of joked, and we kind of got hard on each other because uh, at the beginning of the season, we were running real good times, and, uh, you know, we, we all kind of laughed. and like, well, we're the off-season champions, and then we came out here, and we really didn't show up. The very first week, we really struggled. And then, we, you know, we ended up getting tangled up there, um, with Grant and three, and then just the whole season after that, the speed's been there every single week. I'm qualifying in the dash, we're putting really good times up on the board. It just happens to be that we're not always getting the finishes that I, I think that we should have or deserve. Um, you know, just partly to do with hard racing is what it really comes down to. So, so it seems like uh, a lot of people are looking at other drivers 
that were into the fight and they never mentioned your name. You know, you weren't in the mix and then when they broadcast it, all of a sudden, there you were. And I mean, you kind of did it under undercover. Yeah. And uh, No, definitely, but I mean, you look at it right now, the way Bobby's been running, why would you come to the track tonight thinking that you were going to see anything other than, you know, probably the 11 car coming from ninth to first and winning the race tonight. Um, so, really unexpected on all ends. Um, like I said, did we? Did I think we were in the mix? Well, hell yeah, I did. I mean, we came in 13 points. I feel like, hey, if, if we can qualify like we've been qualifying the last three weeks, and we're going to be in the dash, and we're going to qualify top three, there's, there's no telling what's going to happen in that dash. There's no telling what's going to happen in the feature. You get a good starting spot on the outside lane, we jump out there to third. And then you get a restart, and it just the, the dominoes just started falling there. And I, I obviously, I mean, I'm, we're, we're all more than happy with what happened. Oh, like, unreal, unreal. You finished third tonight to cap off the championship. What what else did you need to, to get up to first there? Uh, well, to be honest with you, and if Joe Nickadum from Race Tech was standing right, right here right now, he'd probably kick my legs from under me. But <laughs> it was a little bit loose getting in the corner here uh, tonight and I wanted to make a big swing at it because I felt like if we were loose there was no way that we would have been able to run the whole 74 laps and keep the rear tire on it so I made a pretty big swing at it I wanted to tighten the car up really good initially I mean super fast initially in the first 40 laps not that I'm saying Casey didn't have enough because he definitely did and he was probably saving a little bit there for the end uh, but I felt like we were running real real good and I was really comfortable with the car too But you know you get in that second segment and you, you just want to drive away and you're just you're up on the wheel And you're just you're gripping and you're driving so hard and, and you know you, you just kind of overdrive and the right front tire took a beating the night That's for sure. So I really needed some more front grip, which is really Something that we haven't really needed to ask for this year. It's really been good, but um, you know It is what it is. We didn't get the win, but at the end of the day that red, white, and blue championships is a lot better on the on the. Uh, uh, absolutely, <laughs> no smiles, man. That's yeah. good stuff, here, pros. Thank you know, you, you had a break after lap forty tonight. Did you make any adjustments at that point that maybe you're thinking back on? No, actually, I wanted to loosen the car up a little bit more. So we actually did take two pounds out of the left rear, and I thought that was going to be enough. Um, but you know, after the car cooled down a little bit, and maybe it was the tires cooling down as well, um, just just ended up not being enough it really what it came down to I, I maybe maybe three pounds for I don't know um, you know we were kind of limited on what we could adjust while we're in the white race they said put it up on jack stands do whatever do whatever you want to do well tonight's a blue race and you know they said no tires off the car if you stayed on the track you could have one person next to it so really your option is air pressure and that's what we went with and obviously that wasn't enough but that, that, that that's okay well, you capped off a championship tonight, a prestigious one. You just mentioned a few names that have won it. So many on that list. Uh, keep up the great work. Thank you for the time, and uh, we'll look to see what happens these next few weeks with you. Well, we'll give our we'll, we'll give it our best. Congratulations, Jesse. Yep, congratulations. Well thank you, Mark. Well thank you guys so much. You bet. Thank you. Yep. What a great interview by Jesse, and you know, you could tell he was getting emotional a little bit, as you previously mentioned there, Mark, and a guy who knows the history of the track. And we've said it before about him. We walked down there and he just absolutely respects the history of the track. And a lot of people do, but he's one who appreciates it, likes to talk about it and is well aware of it. And it's great to see a guy like that take home the championship. 
you know, and he did it kind of, <laughs> kind of silently, you know, when he finally mentioned that he won by two points and all of a sudden it was uh, the rowdy one and uh, was uh, surprised by that, you know, but uh, hey, it all worked out consistent and he made it work and he won the championship out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was great to see um, RJ Braun come up as well. And, he was very, very impressive, and he gave Casey Johnson a run for his money. And he's actually coming back tonight, which is going to be really cool to see because we talked to him about that a little bit after, and a lot of guys were talking about RJ after this one. You know, he uh, qualified really good in the 250, and he proved that that was not a fluke. And uh, he needed like five more, maybe five more laps. He chased down Casey Johnson, and he was there. And uh, – yeah, we uh, we ended up chatting with him afterwards, man. It was uh, he's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping that he is able to run up here more and more. Uh, but we did get an interview from him, and here it is. Here with tonight's second place finisher, uh, one that people are talking about is his impressive run, R.J. Braun. Man, you were up here for the Dixieland, looked good, and then tonight as well. A couple more laps, you had had it. Yeah, we were trying. We've had a good car. I got to thank Toby and Ty. They gave us great setup tips, and we've just been working on it, trying to get faster. Can you come back up here? I mean, it looks like this place kind of fits your style and uh, makes you want to come back and race some more up here. Yeah, it's been fun. We race we weekly at uh, Slinger, and we've had the past couple weeks off, so we decided to come up here and been doing pretty well, and we'll see if we come back. I'm sure we will. <laughs> um, man, just just impressive. You were able to get within a few car lengths of, of Casey there. It looked like you were – there was one time down the front stretch in the dog leg here that you were still driving the car. It was pretty loose there, but you were still making up time. Oh, yeah, I was driving. I wanted to win tonight, and we were, I was trying to do it, trying to get my first super late win, and we just came up short. But we'll come back and try again. The fans out there really were cheering you on. And, you know, you have a kind of a, a paint scheme with the 98 car. I talked to you earlier tonight about that. And that brought back memories of Ted Musgrave. I mean, he's a legend. I used to race around here with the 98 car. And people said, oh, my God, did that bring back memories. And, you know, so uh, just just with your, uh, you know, your, your style and the way you were racing, that's what brought back a lot of people in the fans tonight, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This is actually my dad's car. I'm usually number 92. I got that one after Conrad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we see you run down that slinger. Um, how's it going down there running that? It's going pretty well. I, I think we're fifth or sixth in points. And yeah, we're just trying to maintain. You're improving it. every year, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you're getting the seat time, which is actually improving your, your time. Yeah, this is my second year in Supers, so it's we're still trying to figure out setup wise and what I what I want to feel like and what, yeah. yeah yeah what did you need more tonight because obviously I think you were the best car especially late but coming through the field to get in front of Casey what did you need a little bit more tonight to get up there I think quicker? I just need more laps I just gotta learn how to pass <laughs> you are exactly right on that I mean yeah I, I just gotta learn how to pass and be more consistent not make any mistakes what makes this track what, what, what fits your style on this track? Because a lot of people come here that all of a sudden they, it takes them a while to figure this place out. 
And you know, you came here to the 250 and you qualified really well. And then tonight, all of a sudden, just like, holy smokes, there you are again. What what fits your style at this racetrack? I don't know. I just adapted to it quickly. Uh, at the Dixieland, Steve Apel was helping us. That's a big swing. Yeah, yeah. he was he was giving me uh, driving tips, how to drive the track, and that helped a lot. And kind of used that and move, maneuvered the car around and felt where it was good and went oh, from there. That's cool. That's good information, man. Yeah. What's the plan going forward for you? Obviously, you race weekly down at Slinger, but do you have an idea of the rest of the year if you're going anywhere else or even next year what your plan will be? We're kind of like a last-minute decision kind of <laughs> team. Uh Right now we're just racing Slinger Weekly, and we'd like to travel more. We want to travel more. Well, I guess we'll just make our minds up. Maybe a little Oktoberfest? Thinking about uh, it? Yeah, we're thinking about it. All we were right. there last year in the late mile. We'll be out there. Yes, I yes, thought you yep, were out yep. there. Yeah, we were uh -huh. terrible. Well, but guess Learning. what? That's how you learn. Yeah. Well, uh, impressive run tonight. Glad you came up. Thank you for the time, and we'll look forward to you down the road here. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Congrats, man. Thanks. Well, like we mentioned, we'll see RJ again tonight for another great night at Wisconsin International Raceway. And the whole night was pretty good, other than that one wreck that you never like to see. But a uh, great night and a night that we crowned a lot of great champions. Yeah, it was a very, very enjoyable evening out there. Um, Sawyer Efforts, uh, been just quietly, he's got the points lead out there by three points over Bobby Kendall. Um, also found out that Ryan... Um, the number 80 car, um, Ryan Farrell, Ryan Farrell, he's going to be in the 47 tonight. And, um, yeah, that ought to be interesting. He don't have a lot of laps there, but man, he's been fast wherever he goes. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do in the 47 tonight. Well, he's going to be there in the next three weeks. I understand. Yeah, it will be good, cool to see what he's going to do. A guy who's really come onto the scene the last couple of years, won some big races, uh, won one of the Dells races recently. He dropped back early in this Saturday's race, but was able to come back through the field. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, yep. have, eyes on, have eyes on him tonight and see how well he can do. So some cars are not going to be there tonight, but then there's going to be some that are, are going to be there. So it'll be interesting and it's going to be a nice warm night out there tonight. So, um, yeah, everybody get out there and support the place. Absolutely. Couldn't, uh, couldn't say it better myself. Uh, well, that was just the start of our fun weekend, Mark. We also went to Plymouth for the D Dirt Kings Tour, Diamond 42. And what a night that was. Uh, kind of wild out there. First time there, you know, and you were saying if we should go do something, whatever. And I said, nope, sorry, I'm going racing. He said, you said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Plymouth. And uh, I was surprised that usually you're, uh, you're not much of a dirt guy and you wanted to go along and and we went to an event that we will never forget <laughs> that one has lots of memories on that one it was a wild night down there in, in uh down there in Plymouth yeah I don't know any other way to describe it it was a great show I want to say that first uh great show uh Jason Schultz Sandy Abbott Schultz they do a great job uh just a couple of people who have been involved in racing for a long time and um, do a fantastic job. Uh, the racing, I will definitely go back. I'll say that I, I had so much fun that night. I usually don't go to too many dirt tracks, but 
I will definitely be going back there and supporting the Dirt Kings too because they they put on a good show. You know, and then they got the, uh, you know the announcer who was uh, quite a familiar voice. You know, uh, Matt Pena was there, and he actually sat and hung with us for just a little bit. And uh, they had a great car count down there, and they did a good job. First time at Plymouth, and I was very impressed by that facility. Um, yeah, nice place down there, man. I was as well, and definitely we'll both be back there. Uh, cool to see Matt there as well. He was able to sit by us for a little bit and chat. And Let's get into the action here. So Jesse Glenz was able to start on the front row, and he looked really good in the heat races, so I kind of looked like to – what I saw out of him and he ended up taking the win, but it wasn't without some troubles and some controversy, I guess you'd say. Um, he did get spun by Mitch McGrath on the backstretch. The caution came out and they ruled that the caution shouldn't have came out. So they put everyone back in their positions and he was able to capitalize on that after a few other people got involved in some things. Yeah, that happened with 13 to go, and then they gave both them guys back their positions and just like, well, that was a surprise, but that was a, a ball-and-strike call. And then uh, we tried to get to the end, and uh, there was uh, there was an incident with, uh, once again, with Mitch McGrath and Justin Reed got into it, and it was kind of, kind of strange because uh, Glenn's, already caught the white flag. He was actually coming out of turn four, coming to the checker, and they threw the caution out, and they ended up making a green-white checker out of it. And so that, so that just added to more of the, uh, the, more of the uh, uh, stuff that was going on at the end. We wouldn't have had all that action if the, uh, they wouldn't have done that. That would have been the end of the night. But there was more. Yeah, you know, and – so Mitch McGrath, they do a green-white checkered. Mitch is sitting in third, a second place. Him and Nick Avlink end up going at it. And same kind of move that McGrath did to Justin Reed and kind of put him out outside of the track there in turn two. Same thing he did to Anvlink. Anvlink goes and hits the wall, and the race ends there. Uh, Mitch McGrath was black flag after that one, but – an interesting night and an interesting ending to to a great night. Yeah, Nick Envelink, he uh, he went head on into a bunch of water barrels or plastic barrels that must have had water in them, and it uh, <laughs> looked like a geyser going on over there. Um, did significant damage to Nick. I didn't I didn't even see that he was at the Dirt Kings on Sunday. Some people are asking me if he was at Channel Saturday night. I didn't look into it, but Mitch McGrath was black flagged and. Uh, we got down to the pits, and uh, well, the Plymouth Police Department was there with their lights on, and and I guess there was there was some people who were thinking about getting into it, but uh, the phone call was made, and uh, we we heard that nothing happened down there, um, even though we saw that Nick Anvilink's uh, hand was in a wrap. Uh, that's probably from uh, maybe uh, with the steering wheel, and uh, but uh, Jesse Glenn's. Um, you know, they said first time winner and I actually put that on, uh, on, uh, my Facebook page, but, uh, that's really the first time probably as a dirt Kings, but then we found out later just how impressive resume that Jesse's got. Yeah. And we were able to talk to Jesse after what a great guy down to earth, 
um, just loves racing. He goes all over the state, all over the Midwest. And, you know, it was great to talk to him, especially for me, who doesn't, someone that doesn't go to dirt races as much. Great to see and talk to and get to know these guys. And I was sitting there looking at you being like, maybe I'm just becoming a dirt fan now. And there was actually actually a video out there that he just posted. Um, They did an interview with him. They came to his shop and his house and it just shows you what kind of person he is, what kind of racer he is. Um, Doesn't have a ton, a ton of money, but has won some big races. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, after we found out just what he was, uh, what he's got, yeah, he was the dirt king that night, and they crowned him and put a cape on him and everything. Um, we stopped by Mitch McGrath's car after all the action he had. There was nothing straight on that car. Um, so there was a lot of places you could get cut on. There was a lot of sheet metal damage and everything. That that car was really used up for all the action that he was in, but unfortunately, the next day, they've... Uh, they they suspended him for the rest of the year, so um, they're trying to clean that up, and uh, that's a ball and strike call there, too. Some people are saying, well, you know, we need the car count and everything, but um, he was just a little bit over the line, I think, of being aggressive that night. He was the star of the show, though. Oh, no doubt about it. He was a guy that you kept your eye on, and, you know, uh, he had an incident in the heat race as well, which kind of started off his evening that way, and didn't like the call and showed some frustration to the tower and the flag man and uh, ended up giving himself a penalty where he had to come in the back of the last chance race to even get into the feature. And he came all the way through that to advance and then came all the way through the feature to get up to second. So uh, he was definitely the show out there. Uh, Unfortunate um, for him at the end there, just a little over aggressive, but, you know, sometimes you need to have that to take those spots, and it was a show. But uh, Jesse Glenn's takes the win, and we were able to interview him, so here it is. Here with Jesse Glenn's, the winner of the Dirt Kings Tour Diamond 42 here. Um, Jesse, boy, what a wild night, but uh, paid off for you. Yeah, that was, uh, it was definitely a wild night to uh, start up front there and uh, get the lead for probably... 10 15 laps or so and then we were kind of kind of just a sitting duck i didn't know which line was the best and one guy was low one guy was high and they both went around me but we were able to battle back um then we ended up getting spun out about halfway through but we were able to survive that and then come back on a couple late restarts and grab the lead and come on with the win what was going through your head when you went around on the back stretch there and they threw the caution man i was just uh I was just hoping that there was nobody right there that was going to nail me. Um, it's always scary, ugly, you know, when you're turned around facing right in the middle of the straightaway, you know, when people are going by at 100 miles an hour. But thankfully nobody was, and we didn't have, you know, any critical damage that wasn't going to let us continue. So, uh, yeah, thankful for that. So you're from western Wisconsin out that way, huh? Yep, over by Eau Claire. Went to Fall Creek High School, but Eau Claire area is my home. And what's your home track out there? Would that be... Uh... Uh, grow, growing up, it was Jim Falls. That was only about 15, 20 minutes from my from my house, Eagle Valley Speedway. Uh, but in the late years, with the late model, uh, Menominee and Cedar Lake, New Richmond are the two that I'm at usually every week. Mm-hmm. 
you're able to fend him off after a, a couple cautions there. But that, you know, you say not a lot of damage, but it, there was there was definitely some damage on the back end there that I personally thought would hinder you a little bit. Yeah, there was there was a lot of damage there, uh, especially on the right rear quarter. But the cushion kind of developed later on in one and two, especially, and we were able to just hit it pretty much wide open. And uh, I don't know, it maybe gave us even a little bit more clearance for the quarter panel to not lay over and dig in the dirt. So, uh, yeah, we were able to wing around there, get our momentum up, and that would kind of carry us through to the rest of the lap. So you're on this side of the state. You're going to hit Gravity Park on Sunday? I, I'd like to, but we got a couple other things going on uh, here the rest of this weekend. And then we got Fountain City next week on Friday and Cedar Lake. Both of them are 5,000 to win shows. Oh, so no. we, uh, we got some work to do to the car after, you know, a super fast, tacky, rough night for as far as the body body and aerodynamics go so we're just gonna look over it extra careful make sure we got all our ducks in a row not try to rush anything get it ready for next week things got really interesting with lap traffic as well you guys swapped the top three swapped the lead back and forth for a few laps there a couple of cautions separated that out a little bit but that was uh that was interesting there yeah that was intense i mean it was you're kind of just gambling on who was going to go where and and which lap car was going to pass the next one so you could get a, road, a run on the high side or low, use them as a pick. Uh, I'm sure it was exciting for the fans to see. Oh, absolutely. The $4,200 check on the back of the check. <laughs> nice, huh? yeah, yes, it is. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a big win for us. Um, definitely, you know, in the top five wins for us uh, as far as money-wise, size-wise. And, uh, you know, especially in this kind of competition, uh, just, yeah, super, super sweet to get it. Is that what makes you come over, is the competition? It, there is good competition. I mean, they come over our way, too. Some run Fountain City in that. Um, but, you know, to make the four-hour trek over here, you know, they had this big of a, a paying show. Uh, that's really what drew our attention. Uh, and then there was another track over in Minnesota that was paying about the same, but they were looking more like a rainout. And being able to groove and sipe your tires here, we could use up some older ones, you know, in the heats and that. So it, it just came out more efficient money-wise to come over here, use them and stuff. And uh, we got lucky, got good draws, and uh, it paid off on all ends. Ran into some fans on our way down here, and they were telling a little bit little bit about you. Uh, won some big races over the last couple of years, even this year they were saying. So um, got a good year going, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been really good. We had, we had cracked off nine wins last year. Uh, the big ones were right at the end of the season. In September, we went undefeated. Uh, won three huge ones at invitational time. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, and then we got a couple this year already. I think we're five wins out of 13 races, so wow. it's been, yeah, since, since September of last year, I mean, we're probably 10 wins out of 18 races, so wow. it's been it's been really rolling for us. That's incredible. What's, uh, what's next for you? Uh, next week, Fountain City, Friday for 5,000 win, Mississippi Thunder Speedway, and then uh, Cedar Lake uh, in New Richmond, Wisconsin, 5,000 win on Saturday. So two 2,000 or two 5,000 win shows both nights. Well, congratulations once again. Thank you for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll look forward to you uh, down the road here. Yeah, thanks for having me, nice guys. Yeah. Yep, nice meeting you. you. Thank well. you. Well, like I said, we had a great time. Uh, congratulations to the Dirt Kings Tour for a great show. Uh, congratulations to P Plymouth for putting on a good show. We'll definitely be back there. And, um, you know, Mark, we had one more day of racing. All right. Yeah, we had to carry on to the next day. Yeah. Um, 
So we ended up going down to the Dells Raceway Park in Wisconsin Dells there and took in the Badger State 125, which is one of the Alive for Five shows down there where they have the super late models. And they also put on quite the show there, you know, great battles between Casey Johnson, Gabe Summers, Mike Litchfield, Ryan Farrell, just some great racing all night long. Yeah, that place always puts on good, good racing there. Uh, yeah, we took our camper down there, or I took my camper, and we uh, stayed overnight so we could actually uh, uh, stay later and we could actually uh, soak in the pits afterwards and talk to a few people. Uh, we ran into a lot of people that we actually know down there. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see how many people made the trip down there um, on a great weekend, a great night of racing. It got a little chilly at the end, but overall, it was awesome. Yep, always is at the Dells, man, always is. Yeah, a nice two-groove racetrack there, you know, can use the second groove to keep the momentum up. You can use the bottom uh, the shortest way around, and it really works out for everyone. Yeah, they, I was, uh, I seen that they went and ground down uh, the inside inside groove on one and two, and I remember they did that a couple years ago, and uh, it did change the racing a little bit, and uh going to see if uh, that changed anything, but uh, apparently not. No, it, it actually brought out some good racing out down there. Yeah, I saw that as well and was wondering too and was going to ask a few guys, and you and I did in the interview there. And um, Casey Johnson ends up taking the win. Uh, Gabe Summers was second and Mike Litchfield third. And, you know, I said to a lot of people before the race started that Mike Litchfield will be the quote-unquote um sleeper for this race and really he shouldn't be considered a sleeper down there you know he runs really really good and has a great car is a great driver and he ends up coming home third yeah he started deep in the pack and uh came through picked him off one at a time um yeah mike has a way of getting around the dells and, he, and he's track champion many times over at golden sands too so he's got lots of experience and uh um, yeah, really nice guy too. He's, uh, he's approachable and nice to talk to him. Oh yeah. I got to know him over the years. I would help, uh, Matt when Matt was the, uh, PR guy down for the Dells raceway park and got to go down there and meet him. And Mike's always the guy I look for when I'm going traveling down there. And I think you saw that Mark too, where him and I saw each other and had a good discussion and saw each other before the race and just a, just a great guy. And, we were able to catch up with uh, with him after his third place finish. So here he is. Here with third place finisher Mike Litchfield. Mike, an awesome run. You know, I called you a sleeper in the beginning of the race only because I don't think a lot of people would pick you. But this is your place where you run well. Yeah, yeah, it's our home track, and uh, we take a lot of pride in running well here. Um, you know, we, we try to take pride wherever we go racing. But uh, if there's ever a race on on the schedule at the Dells, it's one that we want to make sure. You know, we got every all of our ducks in a row, and you know we're putting forth our best effort. And uh, you know, it's the home track, so uh, we want to do the best we can here. Looked like you were just buying your time. The first 75, we're able to get back into the top five, restarted up there, and then we're banned for second uh, quite quickly. There had a great battle with Gabe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We started pretty deep back in 11th. Yeah, just kind of just had to take our time getting up there, and not push the issue too much, and burn up the car or get ourselves in trouble getting up there. Um, so that first 75, you got to be smart, but you got to be aggressive because track position is kind of key. Um, 
you know so and you want to get a good read on it for that last 50 uh, so it, it, it's uh they're they're kind of fun races to run and i really haven't ran that many of them so it's different for us to well how are we going to attack this thing and you know we just kind of stayed aggressive and you know got ourselves up in that top four uh at the break and made some adjustments to it and quickly got into second and, um you know i thought we would have something for the leaders but uh just uh, just gotta keep working a little bit harder on it and uh you know i think i think we'll have some for them next time hey mike they uh they ground down uh, the uh, inside groove on one and two did you notice the difference on that uh, if i wouldn't have seen it on facebook i wouldn't have noticed <laughs> uh, with these cars uh, you can't you know we're talking that thing was probably up maybe maybe a half inch or so um and the car kind of straddles at where you're at there so you really did i'd never really noticed it uh before I saw on Facebook last night that they were grinding on it. Um, it's smooth now. I mean, you know, if you didn't notice it before, you really don't notice it now. So, um, you know, it's just they're, they're doing a, a great job here, uh, trying to make this the place to be to go race. And you know, I'm happy for Jerry. I'm happy for everybody involved. And he's putting the time and resources into the improvements. The infield looks fantastic. Um, the best I've seen in years, you know, a seal coating it, getting the lines down there and stuff like that. It's exciting for me as a racer. I hope it's exciting for the fans. And, uh, you know, they keep coming back. we got a couple more here yet this year. It looked like you were maybe getting a little tight, especially through three and four there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to do like, kind of like a, I'll just call it a Casey line, where he can kind of arc that corner and get his car to turn down and drive straight off that concrete. Mine just one do that so I kind of had to go back to you know I, I was tight down there I had to go back to a little you know a line that I ran here you know before the years and stuff like that it wasn't as fast as what Casey was but it probably if we didn't have that caution would have been good enough to maintain for second but uh, you, you know it's just one of those things too that just makes you work harder on it uh, you know we'll, we'll get it figured out uh, we're me and my dad were already throwing things back and forth on what we could do to uh, to tackle that corner better so that one's not a weakness for us so did you make any changes at the 50 lap break? Oh yeah, yep, yep, we made some changes. I was getting loose in, um, in that first little bit, so we uh, made a change to a shock adjustment to fix that, and then rotated tires, kind of our stagger got a little out of hand in that first one, um, in that first run, so rotated tires and moved some stuff around to get our stagger kind of where we wanted it to be. Um, and it fired off really good. I was like, holy crap, that first couple laps, I'm like, Jesus, we got something here. And then uh, it just got a little too snug on us. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, just happy to finish third. I mean, there, there's a lot of good cars here. Um, this is probably our fifth time out with this car, and we've wrecked it twice when we've had it out, just in the wrong time, wrong place, uh, kind of a thing where just innocent bystanders in them. So to get a good top three run in this series with these drivers that are here, you know, I, I'm happier than heck about. Uh, it's something great to build off of. We got another one coming up here, and you know, I know you got the 10,000 win show in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll, you know, maybe a run like this will make us want to run that race. So, um, you know, we'll just kind of have to see what happens and look at the schedules and see if we can make it work. I was just going to ask you, what's uh, the rest of your schedule look like for this year? Uh, next weekend. So now we're hot and heavy with the super late. Uh, then next weekend we'll be hot and heavy with the limited late. Will be Friday night at Plover, uh, the last of their Triple Crown series that they ran there uh, with the Limited Lates. Uh, so we'll be there Friday night, and then we'll probably come back here and race with the Weekly Show um, with the Limited Late as well. Uh, that's a fun car. Uh, it's my dad's old car. It sat on the rack since 2013, and just last, you know, that was the one my dad last uh, raced it. So uh, last year we threw it together as a Limited Late, and 
we've been, you know, it's kind of kind of a car that we go and have fun at with. Uh, we don't take it other places except for Clover this year when they had the triple crown. We just bring it here to the Dells and, um, you know, with the Dells being a half hour up, up uh, the road from home and uh, Saturday night, it's easy with the work schedule. That's a car that we just like to come and have fun with and uh, we have been having fun with it this year. So uh, we'll give that another shot next week with that. And then uh, the following weekend, we're at Marshfield on uh, August 29th for the Tundra race. And then on Labor Day, we're at Tundra in Golden Sands. Um, and then we got a week off. And then uh, the following week is Kukana Tundra race. So we got, we're pretty hot and heavy with the Tundra and uh, finishing up the series with that. And then the following weekend will be the showdown weekend here already. So we'll have to limit it here and then uh, the, la- the next live for five race. So we got a lot, uh, lot coming up. It's kind of crazy that it's middle of August already. I mean, we're yeah, yeah, wearing long down, sleeves yeah. and stuff here already. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and the grass is all dewy and whatnot. It's like, well, you know, fall is coming or whatever. Or maybe not fall is coming, but the, the weather's changing a little bit. So uh, got to get the racing in while we can. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the time today. Congrats on the third place finish, and we'll look for you the rest of the way here. You, you betcha. You I appreciate, I, I appreciate it, guys. Job. Absolutely. Thank, so, you. thank you. Well, thanks again to Mike for the time and the great interview there. Just a great guy to talk to. Yeah, you guys were talking about basketball, and I kind of looked at him like he's pretty tall, so he must he must have a lot of basketball background in his in his day too. So yeah, good talking to him after our interview, and uh, yeah, we had a, a lot of good conversation. Yeah, he actually coaches the Lodi boys basketball team down there, and they ended up going to state a couple of years. And one of the one of the times Little Shoot was down there when Little Shoot had Kenneth Lowe and uh, Turner Botts and when they were having two D1 talents down there and they were in the same division they ended up not playing against each other but I remember just thinking oh I think Litchfield's on that staff so that's pretty pretty cool that he does that and he really enjoys it as well yeah apparently but yeah I kind of put two and two together like looking how tall he is and say yeah he must like basketball so <laughs> I could see him being a basketball player so yeah, and you know, second place finisher Gabe Summers had a fantastic night as well. He led uh, for quite a few laps there. He got the lead right before the break happened at lap 75 with 50 to go. And you knew he was going to be a contender all night long. Great car, great driver, and just came up a little bit short. He had a car that was better on the long run. I remember with Gabe Summers about three years ago when he just started racing and and we were sitting there in the stands, and his and his parents were right in front of us. And after the race was over, you know, we kind of said, uh, "Are you related to him?" And they said their parents and everything. And I says, "Hey, I said I see some talent with that kid, you know." Well, last year around the Fourth of July, he won down there. Um, that was the Tundra race, and how I remember that is because they <laughs> he was passing out potatoes afterwards, but. Uh, I saw his mom in Victory Lane, and I said, see, I told you, I told you I saw that, and she remembered me. And, uh, yeah, Gabe is going to be uh, – he's going to be around for quite some time, boy. He's got uh, hes got some talent. He's got a lot of good guys backing him, too, in, on his team. Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy with a ton of talent. You're kind of excited to see where, where it goes. And um, a guy that you have to watch no matter where they go now. They hooked up with the Wimmer Motorsports team, and he's been helping them out uh, quite a bit there. And um, just a great guy to talk to. And let's hear from him now. 
Here with Gabe Summers, the second place finisher in the Badger 125 here at Dells Raceway Park. Gabe, what a fantastic run there. You were able to take the lead late in uh, the first segment there, and then the second segment, things got interesting. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, we had a good car. I knew we had a good car right away in the beginning, and I got behind Johnson there in that first half, and I just really knew I, I wanted to get uh, out front there before the break so I could have the, have the lane choice uh, when we went back green there for 50 to go, and we, we got out front again, and just I missed the, my mark just a little bit and Casey was right there and um, we got back to third and we just dug hard and it was a lot of fun. So it looked like the bottoms on bottom on the restart here was key. It looked like it was just a little slick on that first lap going back to green. Um, did that hurt you at all going to the outside at times or was were you on the bottom most of the time? Yeah, I felt like the bottom was really good there on the restarts. I could get into one. Um, come off of two and just clear them um, every time we went back green and that I knew that bottom was good and I was luckily I was able to keep that bottom um, when that when they got by me there and I was able to follow Casey and get a second place um, that bottom or the car was just really turning on the bottom and um, it was it sucks uh, I think we had a good car and if maybe a couple more laps we'd have got Casey. You think Casey was kind of holding his time on you you know and then uh or was it all out? Yeah, I think it was all out there in the beginning and when he was running, when I got out front. Um, I don't think anybody was saving. We were all running pretty hard. Uh, car didn't really fall off, so that's good. Uh, hopefully we got a good car here for the Arkham Tour race, 200 laps. I think we just make a little adjustment there at the pit stop. I think we would have been, I think we would have stayed out front. Is that what's next for you? The yeah. 200? The, yep, 200. No, we go to Grundy. Grundy and then uh, I don't know what's after that. So. Well, um, it was a great run for you guys. You had a great battle there at the end with uh, Litchfield there battling for a second. Tell us a little bit about that because it looked like for a while you had to work on him. You were gaining an inch, gaining an inch, and then you were able to get by him uh, when you picked the bottom there on the restart. Yeah, so uh, I think the biggest thing was that last restart there, that last caution, and we were able to follow Casey, and that inside, it just, it was, it really felt good, and to be able to wrap the bottom in three and four was another big thing it's really hard to do and uh, luckily the car was pretty good and we were able to get by the 44 at the end also looked like turn four it looked like you were really patient on the throttle trying to point it off the corner to get the momentum looked like the 44 was maybe gassing up a little before you get getting a little tight yeah so uh, I think he was gassing it up a little bit too early there I really wanted to get it pointed and get it straight off the corner and aim towards the flag stand and I think that was a really big thing too on the tires that keep the tires there at the end 125 laps is a lot around this place, and I think the car held up really good. Did you make any changes on the car while you uh, at the 50 lap? Uh, no, the only thing we did we had to do was uh, put gas in it, and I think I think that hurt us a little bit with the rear weight. Um, I think that was making it over rotate a little bit in one and two, and that might have cost us what when Casey got under us there when we got a little loose. It was just a little slip out of two there that just able let him get to the inside. Yeah, so that was just. Just that little bit, I mean, when you're nose to tail like that and you mess up just a couple inches, he's right there. So if I would maybe would have ran a little bit different there in one and two, and maybe if I would have entered a little bit different, maybe we'd be sitting in victory lane right now. Well, an awesome run for you guys. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to you down the road here. We appreciate the time. Yep, thanks. Thank you. Well, a great guy to talk to. Congratulations on his great run, second place finisher. I know second 
isn't necessarily what he wanted, but a good night for Gabe in that 15 team. Yeah, afterwards we uh, we were interviewing him, and I and I botched the interview. Uh, I had like three questions to ask him, and he answered all of them on the first first time that he was talking. And I was uh, standing there going, ee -ba -dee -ba -dee. I didn't know where which way to go to talk to him about that, and uh, we had to do some editing. Um, yeah, later on you said maybe I should have just asked him if he uh, drove the car. That probably would have been a lot more than what he said. But uh, it is very apparent that he is uh, um, a very intelligent individual. And, uh, wow, um, you can just absolutely see that. And uh, proud to have him around Wisconsin, man. He's going to be uh, he's gonna be around here um, tearing up Wisconsin for quite some time, it looks like. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch him. And, yeah, we, we laughed about your interview there because I threw it over to you. <laughs> uh, you started a little bit, but, you know, it's it, – it's all right. And we'll, we're actually talking about that since you threw that in there, we're going to actually do an outtake thing. It was our first interview that we had to edit, but we're going to do an outtake at some point because we're going to mess up here and it's just going to be good fun. And we just really enjoy it. But what a guy to talk to. I mean, just so passionate about racing completely gets, you can tell his mind is always thinking racing. He's always thinking about how he can be better and just an awesome guy to talk to and pick his mind on things. Yeah, I like the idea of bloopers, you know. We're going to have some more of them. And I and I told you straight up, you keep that. You keep that because, hey, I can laugh at myself. And uh, um, the look on his face while I was trying to say something was just priceless. And uh, But uh, we got a good laugh out of it, and we got a good interview. And uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Casey Johnson takes the win again. Um, there's, there's a guy that you know is going to be competitive anywhere he shows up. He's going to be in the top three usually. Um, so congratulations to that guy. And he was race, racing for Apex Motorsports, that uh, team with Chase Motorsports himself and Travis Dassel. So great job by those guys. Yeah, did you see that winner's circle when his little daughter tried to take off of that trophy? And the trophy was bigger than her. And uh, everybody got a laugh out of that. And, uh, yeah, Casey had to run over there and kind of help her out with that. That, tro <laughs> that trophy is bigger and uh, taller and heavier than she was. But she wanted that trophy. She realized that Dad dad brought brought home the hardware that night. That was a good, That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. You and I were actually just about to walk away. Uh, to do interviews and here she's taken off with the trophy and it's bigger than her and <laughs> Casey's running over that was pretty funny but uh, great job by that crew uh, those guys and girls that help out and let's hear from Casey right now here with the Badger 125 winner Casey Johnson man you are on a tear lately <laughs> yeah I mean uh, when you get on a roll it's hard to get off of it uh, I mean we've had uh, we've had a long run uh, you know, second and third place finishes and stuff, and then, uh, and then uh, now, uh, you know, you hook a win and it just builds momentum, and you kind of know what you need to do to finish the job. So uh, hopefully, it keeps going. Got to the front there early, and then late in that first segment, around lap 65, 70, Gabe was able to catch you, get around you. So you're second at the lap 75 break there. Um, what did, what did you adjust on, and what it was able to get you by Gabe there in the second half? To be honest with you, we didn't change anything. Um, I, it's a long race, you know, it, it, you just got to pace yourself. I mean, really, we uh, like I told the guys, we said, I'm um, focused on not using the brakes and not spinning a tire. If he wants to go, let him go. So, uh, you know, he, he's a kid. He'll learn that stuff, you know, over the years. But uh, once we, we, we got that break there, me and my spotter were talking, you know, and 
this last 50, we just let her all hang out. So that's what we did, and uh, we had a really good car. So uh, they reground, they ground down one and two over here. Did you notice any difference on there? Did well, see, they ground just the, the edge, you know, the seam coming in there. They didn't really, there's bumps all the way through it, so they didn't take care of any of that. Um, I mean, it maybe a hair smoother. Well, that gives but, a character, uh, right? It does. Bumps, and, and huh? That's what I mean. It's If it was smooth, you know, anybody could drive out here. You know, you really got to work on your stuff. And, uh, no, I, I like it the way it is. Yeah. Him, Gave maybe a small bobble out of two there, allowed you to get to the inside. You were stalking him for a few laps there. Yeah, you know, a lot of times all you gotta do is put a little pressure on a guy. You know, you gotta you gotta make them uh, make them work. You know, and when they step over that line just a little bit, then you lunge on them. So we were just sitting there. You know, I was I was on him, just waiting for him to you know slip just that little bit, and he did, and we were able to capitalize. So, on so, so Casey, you're actually waiting on a, a younger rookie to. to to wait on them to, so that you could take advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like uh, when you're young like that, you don't have the experience. You know, you're you're up on edge. Uh, something I learned way early in my career, you know, racing with guys like Rich Bickle, they'll be pressuring you, pressuring you, and you find yourself getting way loose on entry or something, basically giving them the spot away. So I knew as long as I uh, kept my nose around his bumper, eventually he'd probably slip up. You also won the blue race at Kakana this week. Uh, fantastic week so far. Oh, yeah. It's uh, once you get back on the horse, I mean, it's hard to get off. I guess that's one way to explain it. Racing's a momentum game. Um, once you start winning, it's 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 hard to start losing. I mean, we've been good all year, but, uh, you know, a lot of seconds, a lot of thirds. we got a couple wins, but uh, always right there. But we're starting to figure out what we need to do to seal the deal. What's next for you? Uh, we're going to go down to Grundy with Ark Midwest Store next week, and then uh, Sunday we're going to go for the uh, Carl Wagner Memorial at Slinger. Awesome. Well, uh Congratulations again. Thanks for the time, and we'll look for you down there. Congrats again, you man. You're hot. Well, thanks to Casey again for his time. You know, Mark, you and I have had to interview him a few times since we started this now, and I looked at him and I said, are you getting sick of this? And he says, oh, no, I love doing interviews. It means I'm doing well. So uh, thanks to him for the time again. And, you know, what a great weekend that you and I had. Started with Thursday, ended Sunday going home, and talking about what happened and reminiscing about some good times. So a uh, great weekend that you and I had, and I appreciate your friendship and you doing this. And it's just nice to have someone like, like you to go racing with and talk with guys and do this fun stuff with. You're going to make me puddle up, dude. No, man, I appreciate it too. You know, uh, anybody that comes along with the, the fun tour, you know, it's all a good time. Hey, uh, also in that 602 series, I kind of learned on the way, you know, that I, I, the 66 one and I go, yes, Dave Trout won. And then, uh, well, he, uh, he's back in his traditional number two and, uh, Brady bill took that race and kind of on my recording, we just kind of figured that out as we went, but, uh, Dave Trout and Bobby Wilberg, they were just a giving her down there. And, um, uh, you know, I guess that you could say they kind of settled it on the track just a little bit, but, uh, um, that 602 series is, um, quite interesting you know it started out uh, a couple years ago with six eight cars you know hey they had 16 of them down there and um, um yeah we would like to see that series uh keep continuing on oh yeah that's a great class and something that we enjoy watching you know it may catch on and come up here i know we have the quarter mile late model you know you almost wonder if they can combine that and run the same cars and do something with that i know it's a 602 but um, yeah, some great racing, you know, yeah, there was some incidents, Dave Trout, um, Bobby Wilberg, and then even, uh, Brady Bill, there were some people talking about him being a little aggressive as well, but, um, how about the sportsman that day too? You just reminded me of, of the car that went over the, the wall there, uh, Mitch Leiden, uh, 
went over and then the blocks even tumbled after his car went over. Glad he was okay, but what an incident. Yeah, that was a jaw dropper. We just sat there just like, did I actually see that? And a real pretty car and well, <laughs> looked like a beer can when it was done, but uh, yeah, he was safe. That was the, that was the main point of that. I've, I've never seen a car go up over a barrier like that. So, but um, yeah, he was safe. So that, uh, that was a good deal. Yeah, you know, when they have those barriers like that, it always reminds me of that time that um, Jeremy Miller came out of turn four in an 87 race team gear um, Swiss County car out of Madison, turn four, and wall up the wall. I think it was on the second to last or the last lap of a qualifier race, and all four tires off the ground. Whenever someone hits a barrier like that, I automatically go back to that, and that night, actually, you said someone's going to hit that coming out of turn four racing for, for a position. And you were absolutely right. And uh, flashback, you know, to the present and seeing Mitch go over, I always think back to that incident. But glad Mitch was okay. He always has great-looking cars, uh, been in racing for a long time. And, unfortunately, that was the end of his night. And hopefully the car <laughs> yeah. Literally, hopefully, that was the end of his night. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> – uh, Hopefully it's not too bad. He's able to get it out or figure something out for the near future. And um, boy, you know, just another incident. That's why we pray, pray before the races. I just keep hearing you say that. Yep. That was, but that was a jaw dropper there. We just, just like, did I just see what I just saw? And uh, yeah, then uh, they actually uh, on the LTN network, they, uh, they kind of mentioned it before their show that they found out there was a video out there and, and you put out there that don't give me a big head. <laughs> you, you text to them, but uh, I was Johnny on the spot with the camera, and I actually got that with him going over the wall. Um, so, but uh, all in all, a great, great weekend down there. Um, we came back and we started watching a little bit of the uh, the road course from Daytona, and it's kind of nodding off and everything. I was thinking about going to the Dirt Kings out at Gravity Park. And I just was playing out of gas, and I just couldn't make a go of it. So um, I ended up skipping one there. But uh, I'll make up for it tonight, buddy. So we'll be back, get get back in the saddle, and we'll start supporting local racing again. Yep, no doubt. And that caps off our weekend there. Again, thanks to you for doing this as usual. And uh, we hope to see everyone out there for tonight, if not somewhere near future down the road. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember, you can follow Double L Sports Network at Facebook, um, on Facebook at LL Space Sports Space Network. So, Double L Sports Network. And then the same thing on Twitter with no spaces, Double L Sports Network, LL Sports Network. So, thanks, everyone, for listening to this edition of the Loose Slugs Racing Podcast presented to you by Double L Sports Network. And, Mark, thanks again for joining, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. We'll see you in a couple hours out at the track. Yep. Thanks, everyone. See you later.